On this Info Pilgrims Live, we review Don't F With Cats. It's the all-new documentary on Netflix that is absolutely wild. Uh, we'll be completely honest, this is going to be a little uh, graphic with our discussion because this is a graphic documentary, and there will be spoilers. So, let's get into it. Welcome everyone to another episode of the Info Pokemon's Live Podcast, recorded live at the Collab Studios in beautiful Venice, Florida. And this week, whew, this week the boys and I are talking about absolutely ridiculous documentary, Don't F With Cats, on Netflix. First impressions, guys. What was your first impressions of this when I sent this out? Like, hey, we got to do a review of this. Well, I think Ben and I had... Hello, everyone, by the way. What, can I just side... You know, th- real quick, I'm sorry. You jump into the topic right away, but I want to just—I want to give you some appreciation. Okay. I just tried to do the intro to this <laughs> podcast. Total choke. I had no idea what to say. So I respect Jack and his clear-sounding, concise opening sentences that invite Thanks. the listener to listen, tell them a little bit about what's going to happen, and just overall make it a better experience. I respect that. Um, <laughs> don't take Jack for granted. David, check. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> All right. Now, moving on. Jack wanted us to watch this crazy <laughs> Netflix show to review it because, to be honest, as some of you know, Jack does have a certain job with law enforcement. I don't want to get oh, into the details. I thought I you were going to say, like, I hate cats or something. No. Like, well, okay. I don't know. Do you hate cats? No, I do not. I don't hate cats. But some people do. My grandmother hates cats. Like she I'm will. allergic, but it doesn't mean I don't like Yeah, them. and my brother hates cats, Side too. note, this is not the musical. <laughs> okay, yeah. Thank you, Ben. Poor, poor Ben. I sent this to Ben, and Ben's like, oh, yeah, this is uh, a guy trashing like the, the cats musical. Nope. Completely different. I think Ben was probably like shocked. Well, that was Ricky Gervais at the uh, oh, God. Golden Globes. I Golden even, Globes. What is wrong with you? Are you having a stroke the, the today? Double, the double, it smells like toast in here. Oh, boy. The I double even, Gs. I even said, I was like, yeah, I'm always down to make fun of Cats the Musical. Yeah. Like, why not? It's, there's Nobody of, corrected me, by the that's way. That's the thing, because I thought he was joking. I thought it was, oh, Ben's just joking, because I thought you guys have all heard of the documentary by now. But I was Absolutely like, there's not. There's a lot of cat things going <laughs> not on in psychopaths. the meta today. <laughs> it's a meta cat age. Not to mention War with Iran and who everything else. Oh, my but gosh. This, okay, so Jack sends out this message to us to watch a documentary on Netflix, Don't F With Cats, mm-hmm. and I think it's like... It's a full word on Netflix or whatever, but we're editing it this. Just we're, to, we're keeping this clean. Yes. Just because we respect people's sensibilities yes. and we're not just going to be. We're a clean podcast. Yeah. We want to keep it that way. But anyway, uh, Ben and I both thought it was regarding the strange live action Cats musical that recently came out. That looks super disturbing, by the way. Yeah, I thought that's that a whole other topic on its own. Because Taylor Swift is in there, and we all know from previous episodes that <laughs> Jack ah, has a problem. Yes. Jack has Man, a problem. This could have went so many different yes. ways that I totally didn't expect it, but yeah. First off, Cats musical flop. Terrible. <laughs> didn't even make its money. Let's just, let's just attack that real quick. Terrible yes. movie. Even my wife, who was a huge Cats fan growing up, was like, eh, I don't want to watch that. 
it's my daughter like wants to watch it. Oh man! Oh, she's gonna be terrorized Fight by the power. that. Don't you think? I don't know. I Dude, haven't seen. I it. was gonna be terrorized by that. I feel Their like. characters were terrifying looking. It looked like they just like had like a real person, like a real cat person, and then just put a face on it. Yeah, it looked like people that might have a problem where they identify as cats. <laughs> and they use them to act All in right. the show. All right, we're going to move on from that because that's a good way to end on that. Yeah. So this documentary is all about um, – it follows a – I guess the best way to say it is a serial killer because he didn't just kill cats. He killed people as well, Luca Magnata. And the there was two, like, normal people. Like, one was a Las Vegas – she was, like, an analyst for a casino – and then another was I don't even know what that guy's job was. It seemed like all he did was try to track down Luca Magnata. Yeah, uh, their names were what were their names? I'm drawing Deanna Thompson and John Green. Deanna's alter ego was yeah. Body Movin'. <laughs> that was the weirdest thing. They spent like ten minutes explaining like, oh, her name's Body Movin' because she liked Beastie Boys, but like they just kept going after yeah. them and after. I was like, who cares? <laughs> yeah, it was like, hey, I'm a 50 year old lady who with a with a burner facebook account exactly i was like okay that's weird like and she's like well i didn't want everybody to know my real identity because i wanted to be able to post on facebook how i was truly feeling <laughs> and i was like okay a body moving my first impressions <laughs> my first impressions was oh she's the killer like they Absolutely. got her in the room and like she's that, the killer that i mean it's kind of interesting though to think about it i'm sure that's not a lone wolf kind of phenomena i've i feel like a lot of people are probably doing like fake profiles absolutely kevin durant's a big one uh, i heard oh there's always the nba drama where oh they say gosh. hey this guy you should give him some more respect and it turns out it's yeah, him it's saying that account. yeah so i think that's something that's happened a lot which is kind of interesting where people will feel safe to express themselves under a different name yeah and so, like, you starting off with the whole thing, she says, rule number zero on the internet is don't F with cats. So, like, you can't mess with cats. You can't hurt them on the cats, uh, hurt the cats on video and expect to get away clean. So this video started circulating of uh, an, a man without a face putting two cats. Again, this, is a, this could be kind of graphic. So if you, you get squeamish, just fast forward this part, to putting two cats into a vacuum seal bag and sucking the air and the life out of these cats. Um, that was straight up disgusting. And I'm very grateful that the documentary people did not show us that because I did not want to see that. So as soon as um, Body Moving and John Green saw this, they didn't know each other, but they created a group on Facebook of people who wanted to like, hey, we got to track this guy down, find him and bring him to justice because this is absolutely disgusting. And they used choice words. And it ended up getting like 90 members or so. Yeah, 90 members. And then... Um, the, I, for me, it was kind of crazy because I was like, who has this free time? They started doing like Google anal, uh, analyzing, trying to find out where this person lives, tracking him all the way down to Canada. And then they find out it's like Luca Magnata himself. But then they find Luca Magnata and he's like this famous person on Facebook. He's got hundreds of fake Luca Magnata accounts, like with like 30 to 40 followers. And they all say the same thing. He's hot. Um that he's possibly dating Ma uh, Madonna and stuff like this. And they're like, how have we not heard of this guy? Like there was like 300,000 hits on him on fa on uh, Google. And it was like, well, what, what the heck is this guy famous? Maybe it's, it's not him then. So then you start doing, they do start doing research and they find out like all these profiles have the same mannerisms. So it's tracked down to one person. So this guy is so full of himself that he made all these fake accounts. And so they start like, Hey, 
Toronto News, like uh, Toronto News, Toronto Police Department. Look into this guy. This guy's crazy. Like he's he's the guy who killed the cats. And they're like, okay, sure. It's just another internet video. All these people think they can be heroes and stuff. And so nothing happens. And then later on, there's another video made of a cat being pushed towards a boa constrictor that ends up eating the cat. And there's another video. And then the people are like, what the frick? It's the same guy. Why is no one doing anything about it? And so then they forward it back to the Toronto news and the police department. Again, nothing is done. So then these people kind of just go dark because they can't find anything. They can't trace it to him. Some people say he's in Russia at one point. Yeah. And it's it, it just gets crazier because, you know, the fact is he starts to know that they're fo- like they're tracking him down. So he starts sending home videos of the woman being followed in her casino. And it's like, what the heck? So he knows that they're following him. So then it starts becoming a cat and mouse game for Luca Magnata right. against these people. And then it, it just, I hate saying it because it makes it so anticlimactic, but then it, it upgrades to a murder of a real person, Jun Lee. And that's when the news departments and the police departments start taking these people seriously. I thought it was Lin Jun. Is it Lin Jun? My Lin bad. Jun. I, apo- I got it backwards. That's on me. He is a Chinese national. Yes. Who was in Canada? Yeah, because he was homosexual and he wasn't accepted in Canada, uh, in China, so he moved to Canada. Wonderful. So it it's just kind of crazy to see this whole documentary again. Again, we kind of I went over that briefly, but there's so many points I want us to hit on. So I just wanted to give people who haven't seen the documentary a brief understanding of what happened. So let's talk about Deanna Thompson, body movement. What are you? <laughs> We're gonna have to cut Ben off again. Ben has a Red Bull. He's having a sugar-free Red Bull. And he's off the tracks. Yeah. Uh, what are your guys' impressions on her? Because like for me, like she looked like that typical, and I, I hate categorizing someone, but she looked like a typical single woman who had nothing else to do, and so Ooh. she wanted to have justice. What? Why are you going? Woo? I'm just saying you're you're not pulling any shots. Right no, now. I, I like well, this. This is this raw, is a, Jack. This is my review of this this uh, documentary. So I just feel like she had so much free time. Like, hey, like I want to bring someone to justice. It's she's trying to get this. Well, what's the word? Uh, what's that? What is Batman called? Vigilante. Yeah, she's trying to get vigilante justice. And I'm like, all right, I get it. But she's spending hours upon hours. They said they spent like almost a full time job trying to track this guy down. And to a point, it's like she says something at the end of the movie. She says, "Am I responsible for him upgrading to murder?" And to a point, I know this is a terrible thing to say. Yes, I think she is partially responsible. Her and that group pushed him to a limit because, oh, he's getting the attention he so craves. Imagine the attention he can get if he kills a real person. And that's what happened. Right. And I was just like, what the heck, woman? Like, chill out. Like, I'm disgusted by the cats being killed. But once you get that information, give it to the police, that's when your job should stop. I don't think pushing it further and, you know, trying to track him down to where he lives exactly that that's that's weird and uncomfortable and to the point i think that pushed him to that limit yeah i there's so many things you cover there i think i want to start kind of at the beginning Mm -hmm. just from some of my impressions when i first started watching the show because on netflix there's this uh, what was it called you yeah you is super uh meta right now too everybody at work is talking about like oh have you seen the new season Mm -hmm. of you and a quick recap of you is the this guy uses social media and the internet to basically stalk a girl that he's into and it shows all the ways he can do that and the interesting thing about that is when i was in the military doing some training on like surveillance and stuff 
they kind of opened the doors in my mind to the idea that the internet is like a a huge information collection where if you want to find somebody, they don't even know their footprint is on there as much as it is. And you Jeez, can yeah. you can get down to like car model, car make a model, parents' houses pretty quick just using things like Instagram, Facebook, all these things. Even if somebody's not on a open profile, so to speak. Mm-hmm. So that idea was kind of um, reconfirmed with the You Show, where this creepy guy was like stalking this girl and he ends up killing people too and whatever it's kind of dramatized it's like the Mm -hmm. dexter thing but it it gripped people because that's the reality we're living in we're living in this we live in the world and we live in the online world yes and we don't know exactly how they interact yet but there's crime on both and you always get on facebook like these horrible videos and you think man that's really bad i hope somebody did something about that and then sometimes you see the people that are like, we should find this guy. And you're like, okay, calm down. Like you said, internet vigilante. Mm-hmm. So, But there are people who will spend the majority of their time on social media because their life is not as fulfilling. And this is not like condemnation, but it's like people will get lonely yeah. and they'll find comfort on social media. Well, yeah. and you I do the same thing. Like this is, this is going to be a controversial statement, but... I feel she felt validation just as much as Luca did for tracking him down. And that's you're getting like to the end real quick, yeah. but that is important, like what you said, because without her group organizing and everything, would he have felt the cat and, cat and mouse game as much? Probably no. not. But I think what was interesting was I think she she did or the other guy that was paired up with mm-hmm. her sent the information of this guy to one of their crimes mind yeah. analysts and the person was like a criminal minds type expert. It was like, these are signs of a serial killer. Like this person's going to upgrade to humans eventually. Well, and you look at the, like we have the age old uh, statement that, you know, oh, if you abuse cats at an early age, like you're going to be a serial killer. Like, why is it just cats and not other animals? I know I'm uh, jumping around a lot, I guess but that's because weird. Kittens are just... They're cute, all right? Yeah. People look at them, and it's like a baby. It's like, oh, look at that thing. So if your response is not, oh, look at that thing, if your response is, oh, I want to drown that thing, mm-hmm. then there's a wire in the way you perceive reality that's backwards. Yeah. And so they see that, and they're like, how much are they assessing backwards in that way? Are they assessing humans in the same way where you should be like, oh, my fellow human, instead, or you're like, oh, I want to put unspeakable pain on this person. Mm-hmm. But part of me realizes, like, he's not wired messed up like because he kisses the kittens before he murders them so like for me it's like he knows that this is a beautiful creation but he still chooses to cause harm to it right so, like it's not a, a wire messed up it's it's a choice in yeah. his mind right and, and i guess the the choice that they see they would say that's a very dangerous trend in human yeah, behavior yeah. So whether I mean, I don't want to say like anybody who hurts animals as a kid mm. is a serial killer because all kids go through that stage like, oh, I can kill another living thing. Yeah. And then it's fascinating. Like we used to hunt lizards with BB guns or stepping on ants. Is that yeah. morally any different than killing a cat? No. no. But in the perception of humanity, yes, because mm. you can kill an ant and nobody will say, oh, that guy's crazy. But if you kill a cat, everybody will be like. What's wrong with you, dude? Why did you just kill that cute kitten? I th- also think, you know, the the standard that humanity has made cats as a more uh, a subjective uh, pet yeah. than ants, it, it also factors into that. It's like, oh, you're going to kill something that someone could have taken care of instead of an ant which lives outside and is fine on its own. Right, and, and it's cultural dependence. So I found yeah. out some people eat horses for food. And other people, be like, equestrians, would be like, oh, that, how dare you? I bonded was, with my horse, you know? But it like some yeah. cultures had to yeah. survive that way. And I don't think it's necessarily wrong 
to, if you're in a culture that values horses, like <laughs> this is kind of sounds, but this is important. No, no, like today you. we're in a culture that values horses, uh, not for their food, but for their ability to carry humans and be cool and, you know, awesome when they jump over stuff and all the reasons why horse people love horses. They're cool animals. Yeah. But if you're in a culture that values that and then you have somebody that's in that culture that decides to hurt that, mm-hmm. they are going against the culture mm-hmm. intentionally. Yeah. So it's not just like they're saying, well, it's because I view horses the same way as ants and I should be allowed to do that. No. That's a... It's a choice now. Yeah. Well, a, a, yeah. And you cannot rule out the emotional components with that animal because humans are very emotional. That's part of our wiring. So to say, well, they can kill a horse because it's the same as killing an ant or a chicken. It's, it's, like it's the, not the same. It's like that guy who was from Texas and he went over to India and started tipping cows and was like, oh, you know, we did this in Texas. Like, I didn't think it was anything wrong. And it's like, yeah, you do know exactly. it's wrong. You do know it's wrong. Don't <laughs> deny there's, yeah. there. It's a nuanced yeah. topic. So the killing the cats thing was obviously disturbing. And I've seen some videos. Well, even in that. I feel like we're all over the... We're still on track, right? No, yeah. I think I, there's a lot that we have to unpack. So yeah. 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 So th- there was a show that came out recently. It was like Siesta. It was like a reality TV show about mm-hmm. uh, Siesta Key, Florida. Yeah. And I think it was on MTV or something. Yeah, yeah. And one of the characters, when the show wasn't filming, he released a video with some friends and they were abusing sharks or they were killing sharks. Yeah, they uh, attached a shark to the back of their boat oh. and started towing it down in the gulf. And while it was going very fast, and you could see the shark bouncing off the water, uh, and so it was in- intentional cruelty on an Abs- animal. Yeah. Absolutely. Now on a shark, which is not something you get as like a cute pet for your no. kid, but still, people were well, able to identify. <laughs> if you're James Bond villain, maybe. Yeah. yeah. But <laughs> it, it just uh, it was it was so disturbing to the people that saw it that the show got shut down. And I don't even think the main character was involved. It was more like his friends. It was like guilty by association type thing. Not sure on that. The details aren't as important as what ha- resulted yeah. as far as that story. But I remember seeing that and seeing the people that were like, we should do something about this guy. And there's always that other person that looks and says, no, you're not going to do anything like calm down. But this woman in Las Vegas who was working probably a job that was not very fulfilling. She was a security manager for some casino. And that's an assumption. Analyst. Analyst. So we have a bunch of people in America today that are doing jobs, but they don't feel any moral like fulfillment. Mm-hmm. They're not out there fighting their own crusade. You know, they're plugging in nine to five. They come home every day and they look for validation. Yep. Mm-hmm. So she took that need for validation and she pursued a barbaric, gruesome cat murder video. Mm-hmm. And this just in the fact that this was able to happen is yeah. fascinating yeah. that they could like hunt this guy down and figure out where he's living. Because like Ben was saying, and I think you were saying, mm-hmm. too, they followed this guy to Russia. They followed him to Africa and, at one point. And this was nine years ago. Like yeah. technology has jumped so far in nine right. years. Yeah. So imagine them being able to do that. Then what they can do now. Oh, yeah. It's insane. <laughs> and. And like you said, should they have handed it over to the law enforcement? Probably. But I think part of their quest was because the law enforcement was not going to take this as seriously no, as and they that, were. That, that's the point is like the as soon as they gave it to law enforcement, it's like – and I can say that in my position that I, I've been in is, yeah, you're, you're going to take it as like, okay, it's just a bunch of tryhards trying to find something. They don't have anything else to do. I get, I get where the law enforcement was coming from. I mean – they get thousands of those probably every week saying like, oh, I know where this person is. Like, here's all this information. Look at what happened in France. They had over 100 leads they had to follow up in once he was found in, in France. And it's like, I get it. Like, they, they have a limited manpower. They can't follow up everything to a mm-hmm. T. And so, like, 
I understand their frustration, but at that point you have to let go. Yeah. And uh, to hit back on, you know, the beginning, she did say like, I just got out of a, a long-term relationship. It, it gave me a lot of free time and stuff. Yeah. But for me, that seems like she's just creating an out saying, Oh, you know, I was vulnerable. I was emotional. It's like, yeah, but you should know at a certain point, like, I'm going after a serial killer with no force of the law behind me. This is going to be a dangerous situation. Like, I don't know. I, I feel like you should know that. Could could you express uh, to the people who are listening mm-hmm. how – at one point did she find out that this person actually had killed somebody? When she got the – when the video was posted to their group page of um, the killing itself, like him killing the – is it Lunji Lunjun? Linjun. Linjun. I, I'm Jun terrible Lin. with that name. I apologize. <laughs> I, I want to respect him. You know, he he's obviously dead, so I apologize. Um, but yeah, as he was killing, uh, the video was posted on a live leak, and it was posted to their Facebook group page, and that's when she knew. Yeah, and and so they had actually found out that somebody in the group turned out was this guy. Yep. So they had she was showing like they have multiple burner accounts that kept giving them information that they kept like loops on. Yeah, I was very impressed. I will say this. I was impressed with their investigation because they did things like like the fact that they could trace him down to the building in Canada where he lived just by seeing the gas station in the photo behind him. I was like, that's real detective work right there. Yeah, that (laughs) I I was impressed. She was like, wow, that that blanket is not normal. Mm-hmm. So the wolf blanket. Yeah. yeah. So she's like, typically a wolf blanket shows two wolves howling at a moon. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, she probably had that experience from, you know, the con- casino or something to yeah. that extent, you know? Yeah. And, um, so they started looking for the, the blanket and ended up finding it on eBay mm-hmm. and that it had only sold once. Yep. And I was like, who in, who would even think about doing that? And the thing is, it's like, that's not something that takes five minutes. That's something that took hours for them. Probably, oh, like, yeah. And multiple of them. I mean, all 90 of them were working hard and stuff. Yeah. And I, I it kind of sucks that we only got the perspective of two of them in that group. Because right. I would have loved someone who's like, yo, these this body moving girl and John Green, like, they just need to go get married because there's some <laughs> tension between them. At one point, do you feel like maybe any of the other members or, or someone who had heard about that would be like, Y'all are crazy. Oh, like, I guarantee they probably got told to chill out. Like, this is, guys, like, they posted a video of you in your casino. Like, he knows. Oh, that was a wild part. Yeah. I was yeah, like, you got to chill out. Like, right. this is this is real now. Like, yeah. this isn't you being Batman on the side. Like, this is this guy could kill you. Right. Yeah. Wow. I, I honestly, like, you, you know, part of me is like, okay, I would personally like to be you know, that vigilante person, you know, finding, oh, wow, like somebody's actually, you know, doing this. Um, I don't know that it would spark me to do that over, um, you know, an animal, you know, uh, video that I had found. But I would, I would like to think to myself that if something had happened like that, I'd, I'd want to help. Yeah. But, uh, I don't know what would spark me to actually become, the vigilante that that she was so and again this is my review and i if it offends someone well get over it. this is my podcast so um <laughs> we lost all our listeners wow. yeah, <laughs> i'm just kidding guys uh, active so, listeners i want to hear other people's opinions two. on this but <laughs> yeah um 
so from my perspective, body moving was in this because she was in an emotional state. She mm-hmm. just got out of a relationship. She loves animals. So this kind of just teetered her on the edge. I get that. Mm-hmm. John Green, from my perspective, um, he didn't have friends. And so this was an outlet for him. And I thought this, you know, seeing the way he spoke, he was he's one of those very arrogant i know more than you kind of statement persons yeah. and just like at the end when she, he's she's like yeah you would have given up no no i would never have given up on this and it's like like i it, it just it, the way he concedes himself for me it seems like this was another way to show oh i'm better than everyone else like look mm-hmm. i caught this guy and he was very like flamboyant about that and like how oh the cops didn't do anything until someone died it's on them and it's like Bro, you are just as much at guilt for this because you pushed this guy to the edge. Like, there's no denying that. If you, if if someone like that was part of that group could look me in the eye and say I wasn't the reason that you know he was pushed to his edge at least partly, then they're lying to themselves because mm-hmm. this man he wanted justification, and the fact is they gave it to him because now he had enemies, and he's like, oh, now I can one up them and show them I'm always a step ahead of them, and it was it's dangerous and like i can't like stress that enough like if you have information that's pertinent 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 give it to your local police station and just be done with it because the fact is like the more you feed into these people's egos and you know the feed into the game for them the more they're gonna keep escalating and obviously you look at it luca magnato's totally fine with lying he's totally fine with creating fake personas he's totally fine with being someone he's not and the fact is, like, he was living in the movies. Mm-hmm. So, like, for him, he saw that, oh, it's just, like, just in the movies. There's nothing wrong with what I'm doing. I mean, look at it. He created a Manny character and, and fed it to his mom saying, oh, he's the one who's forcing me to do all this. Like, it's not me, blah, blah, blah. And it's all from the movie Fatal Attraction. Like, the name Manny and everything. There was never any documentation of this Manny person ever mm-hmm. being anywhere where he lived. And it's that's a dangerous character to play with. And I don't think they realized that until the end. And it just frustrated me that they took zero, zero responsibility for it. Yeah. I think that Excuse me. I could understand where you are coming from because as a law enforcement person, you, you would instantly have that view of like, listen, we can handle this in a way that is much safer and much more efficient than a, a Facebook group. Well, and, and I'm sorry. I didn't interrupt you. Continue. Well, I, I do disagree with the fault being pointed at the vigilante group, so to speak, mm. because I think it ultimately comes down to the guy that was killing the cats. Oh, no, no. I, that, ooh, let me take back what I said. If that's the way you're – I think that they're partially at fault because they kept pushing him. I'm saying at the end of the day, he's the one who did, held the knife and stabbed him repeatedly. Right. But at the same time, I feel like if he wasn't given any credence, there's a possibility he wouldn't have pushed it to that limit. And I think that's an interesting point when they – discovered that this guy was it was like a two-way bridge of communication where this guy knew they were looking for them mm-hmm. and now it was a game that that part is when you got to be like is this real and i think this this is kind of the interesting spot because i can't speak for them but i do know that there's a certain level of unrealness to social media yeah so you're out there you're doing this thing and you're like oh man i'm finding these people i'm finding these people or i'm hunting this guy down and it's my life but you know i go to work i'm not really worried about this guy showing up and then when you start realizing like, oh, this is a real character and this this guy is probably actually a psychopath and trying to kill people. And maybe he's interacting with me on a more personal level, like chase me, come on, try yeah. to find me. Mm-hmm. And he's setting up these burner accounts to send me on wild goose chases. That's a chilling moment because you're like, all right, my social media pursuit just got very real. And it's 
inter- it's interacting with other people in a way that I can't necessarily control. Mm. But I mean, for me, just the the whole show, the the way it the way it exposed the layers of social media and and how you can utilize that in looking for people or whatever was very fascinating. So a lot of like we talk about the wolf blanket and everything. There was the videos that this guy released of him killing the cats. What the people did was instead of just disliking or looking away or being like, oh, this is awful, let's find this guy, they slowed down the video and they analyzed each image. And so they broke the, the and this is something we would do in like our surveillance training. Mm. They looked for any clues onto what the video could give us of the location, which is probably what the FBI and like higher end cyber law enforcement yeah. would do. So they're looking at door handle types. They're looking at wolf blankets. They're looking at building colors. They're looking Street at gas lights. stations. And the crazy thing is that Outlets. is like, I, I don't want to get any, any trouble, but I don't think I could get in tr- any trouble if this is on Netflix now, but that is what they would teach us to do. Mm-hmm. And it was like, if you're curious about somebody else and it's your job or you're bored in life or you want a crusade, <laughs> you can find out about somebody yeah. else and you yeah. can analyze these things because there is a portion and the percentage is growing of human life that is present in this other network of this online sphere of the universe yeah. and it's accessible by anybody else. So a portion of your life is accessible by anyone. And this group mobilized that thought and they eventually found this character. And I mean, part of it's inspirational. Part of it's like, is this propaganda? So people think Facebook's cool again, <laughs> you, you know, because they saved, yeah. you know, they found the cat killer. So, um, you know, Facebook is this facilitator of vigilante justice, but, it just it seems very it's an interesting spot to be a, as a culture where we can get a group and we can search for somebody and we can analyze all these different parts of, of a small video and find out where that person is hmm. and eventually I mean I didn't I didn't see the end but I they caught the guy basically yeah they well, found him well, in Toronto or let's move on to to his mom because I think she's a key player in this whole documentary. What are your initial thoughts on her? Mm. The mom? Yeah. I would say I would say kind of like any any mother first submitting de- denial. Yeah. Like it it's not him, he was being influenced by this outside force. Yep. Da 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 da. Okay. So I think that's honestly I would say it's a first stage in grief is yeah. what she's going through is the is denial. So she's, oh, this isn't him. This isn't, you know, finding out that kind of information about your child, no matter what, would be devastating. Yeah. At some point, I feel like she has to start having the realization that things are happening. Yeah. Does she want to admit it? No. But I think that she, okay, well, you know, even early on in his life, things, you know, was hunting lizards with BB guns. Uh-oh. <laughs> like I shot one I had an existential <laughs> yeah. crisis. Like I so I think I think those thoughts had to be, you know, come running through her mind, but I, I don't know. I I'd say she rea- she reacted like any and grieving mother would. I do. agree with you. My problem is she knew about the cat videos and she's like uh he was being influenced by Manny and that he, Manny, he was told by Manny not to tell anyone or to try to get any help or something. And it's at that point, it's like your motherly instinct is to protect your kid. Yeah. It's not to sit there silently. Like you're going to do everything you can. She portrays herself as this mother like, oh, I I love my kid. My kid can't do any wrong. Okay. If your kid can't do any wrong, then prove that he didn't do anything wrong. Mm -hmm. So like for me, I just felt like 
I don't know. It just felt like blind love and like, oh, he couldn't do that. So he told me not to do it. I'm just going to do that. It, it just seemed it seemed like she wasn't intelligent enough to think for herself. And her kid told, just told her what to do. Yeah. I, I don't know. The, I think there's a, a human instinct. Well, maybe not an instinct, but the mother's love for the kid is to deny that the monster exists. That's that's Ooh, what it that's call. what it appears yeah. to them. Like I I don't want to accept that my kid can be this because then I couldn't love my kid, and it's but it, it, that's not love though. That's I know, denial. but that's the, and we can say that we yeah. can point fingers, but we definitely do this in our own life no, where we right. will deny the evil because it will deny us the ability to love. And maybe it's ourself. Maybe it'll be like I don't see the evil in myself, so I can love myself. But like you said, the true mother's love is to know the evil that's in your child and to help them either get out of that state or yeah. to bring them to justice. Like if you say, what would a perfect mom do? Well, uh, ho- hopefully, and cause nobody's a perfect mom. So this is like, you know, Neoplatonic, just, just the idea. Yikes. You can't hold yourself to the perfection standard. You always fall short, but you're like, all right, what would a perfect parent do? Their kid would not be a psycho killer. Mm. Um, your kid is a psycho killer. So what, are, <laughs> what, what, what does a perfect parent do there? Well, they stop the kid from hurting other people. Yeah. But in order for that to happen, the parent has to accept some certain things that go against everything that their parental emotions is saying. So you'll see the denial a lot and you'll see it in the beaten wife syndrome. You'll see it yeah. in all the broken relationships where people will deny what's really going on because they feel like that's the loving thing to do. Yeah. And I, you look at her, but like she has to have this, this way of knowing, like his whole life, he has been living in the movies. He wanted to be an actor, like he wanted to be a model. He wanted to be in front of everyone. She even showed his favorite keychain was the Fatal Attraction one, which a lot of his mannerisms came from. Uh, the name Manny, the main character in the movie, and it's like, like at a certain point, you you have to question: Is she just choosing to be blind to this, or is it like you said, like the choice of of love in her mind is oh i'll just deny this well it's a choice that you sometimes don't even know you make but it takes a lot i don't even know i mean i can't say what it would take for a mom to realize their son is a monster like that but it's a lot more awareness than i've had to implement in my own life like i haven't had to say oh this person i really love they're actually capable of great evil. Yeah. I haven't had to do that, so I can't say exactly what it would yeah, take. Yeah, we're all, we're, all, we're all speculating on this because we've know, never been there. Yeah, but I know it would be tough, yeah. especially for a mom, because the mom will love the child. And I think on one level, it's because the child is part of the mom. Mm. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you give birth, you created this. So to destroy the idea of this in your mind is to destroy part of yourself and it goes against your, maybe it's because we don't have that maternal instinct. Us three. We don't, we don't, have, <laughs> we are, no. like, am I wrong? We are like, not in touch with we're, our maternal we're not. sides. Like, ben, I, I, I say this tongue in cheek cause I love your daughter, but like, what, <laughs> no, 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 David, don't make this weird now. <laughs> but like, where would your mind be if like started killing cats? I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said her name, but whatever. Uh, we can bleep it. And what would your mind be at? I'd like to say I'd be concerned. Okay. Um, I'd like to say that I would be, um, like, something. We need help in this situation. Mm-hmm. Like, you know. So at that point, do we look at you know um, therapists and stuff like that? Um, I'd be curious to know early on in life for this particular Luca. Mm-hmm. You know, did mom seek help in yeah. those kind of aspects? You know, uh, I don't think they really dive. They into didn't dive it. into what like his father at all. 
Yeah. I think so, there was abuse in the history. Could have been. Yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. so and, and a lot of times if there so, you know, if there is abuse or anything like that, um, they a parent would chalk it up to that. Mm-hmm. You know, he's he's going through something. He needs an outlet. Mm-hmm. OK, uh, I'd rather him be killing cats than killing people. You know, percent agree. So if that's the outlet he needs, go ahead. But you know, as wait, a parent, <laughs> wait, not not saying it's right. Okay, okay. Just gotcha. saying, like that's what you know. Her, her she could have chalked it up to that. Gotcha. Um, but as a parent myself, I would I would say that I I'd love to think that going down that path of we need help, something's not yeah. right here. You know, those kind of things would would come to mind. Um, but I, I don't know. It's kind of one of those instances of, you know, you don't know unless it happens. Correct. Yeah. yeah. Um, while we were sitting here talking, I even, I, I thought I had heard something about Ted Bundy's mother. Yeah. Um, oh. she even said back in the, uh, to the news tribune in 1980 that Ted Bundy does not go around killing women and little children, mm. like very defensive, very everything, you know, because that's not my, she went on the stand to say that too. That's not my child, you know, all that kind of stuff. And I mean, there was hard evidence against it. So, <laughs> yeah. At, at some point, you're like, "This is my child. I know my child. Like, this is, you know." But at the same time, on the internet, he's portraying multiple different alter egos. Yeah. You know, so at that point, you know, a, ch- a child can manipulate their parent into thinking I'm this perfect child. Yeah. And but on the other side, I'm I am doing all this. So it it's kind of I, I think honestly, it talks it up to could be mental illness you I, know i fully agree and I, I think that's something that's understated and not talked about is that you look at most serial killers and there's either a history of mental uh illness or like abuse and yes. let's say he, he could have had both and the fact is you look at ted bundy and luca magnano i'm glad you brought out ted bundy both very attractive men yep who just felt unfulfilled in life correct so their their fulfillment came through the extermination of another one's life yeah and so it's just, it baffles me. It's like people are always just like, I don't know. Like you look at all these movies, it's always like the ugly guy mm-hmm. who's, or ugly woman who's like not taken care of or anything. And it's like, no, in today's world, like it could be literally anyone. Yeah. It, it could be oh, anyone. Oh, yeah. It I could, mean, we have Charles Manson versus Ted Bundy. Like, yeah. I mean, you would say Charles Manson. Yeah, I knew that guy was a serial killer. Just look at his eyes. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you look at Ted Bundy, you're like, no, like. He was phenomenal, like yeah. a phenomenal person. Like he was an upstanding citizen. Everyone yeah. loved him. No one thought a second thing about him. Yeah. Now I'm starting to worry about Jack. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're all worried about Jack. That means he thinks I'm cute. Oh no! Uh, <laughs> no, I just hey yo, you're an upstanding citizen. Oh okay. Oh right. I've right. got a couple questions if you don't mind. Yeah, definitely. All right. So one, <laughs> David and Jack, I'd like you to answer this. If you were to create an alter ego online, what would your name be? Hmm. I feel like I have. Have I done this before? I feel like yours would be like <laughs> Army I Boy 102. No, come on. I got some class, Jack. How about, how about this? We, I come up one for you. You come up one for me. All right. I like it. All right. Yours would be uh, Tall, Dark, and Handsome. I feel, I feel like yours would be something like Patricia Bedingfield. Yeah, I would and 100%. You, and you would he's not s- wrong. You'd say... <laughs> You say no. some weird like he's not wrong. I would like 100% elderly lady to be a woman stuff. On yeah, and you would just, just be like, mess oh, with people. That's I got amazing. my corset in a bunch today. That. that is 100 amazing. So my my other question would be is, um, do you feel that in today's society where the news and Facebook and and uh, podcasts all that mm. kind of stuff um, is very heavy in the true crime sector? 
do you feel that that is causing more uh, outbreaks of these, I would say, homegrown crimes to be publicized? Oh, 100%. We're romanticizing them. We're making these people out to be heroes. That's what sick makes me sick is the fact is, like, we look at Ted Bundy and, like, it was – it was a beautiful thing in the mind of someone who doesn't get attention. It's like, right. oh, look at this guy. Like, the press is all over him. He's yeah. talked. Everyone knows the name Ted Bundy to this day. Yeah. And it's like, hey, if I want to become famous, I just have to go kill someone and kill right. him in a way that's super graphic that makes people remember yeah. it. And I, I think that is an issue. And, like, you, you talk to most people. And, again, I'm speaking – personally like you talk to anyone in law enforcement like it it is frustrating seeing these like i don't like listening to true crime podcasts i honestly i only watched this because i heard it was so great um it it's it frustrates me that's the best way to describe yeah. this it's just like why why would we want to put the name of the an evil person in the mouth of everyone why don't we talk about the victims and i thought mm-hmm. john lynn's brother uh not brother best friend said mm-hmm. it best is like why is it that all we're talking about is Luca's name, but we're not talking about John Lynn? And I was like, oh, that hit me in the heart because it's like, yeah, let's mm-hmm. talk about the guy who didn't get a choice to live instead of the yeah. guy who just gets to sit in a, a prison cell. Yeah. I, I mean, I have to admit I, I am a, a small fan of the um, Crime Junkie podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I would say that, like, they do a incredible job at, at telling the story mm. of these. However – they're also digging into uh, like local incidents that had happened that had not been broadcast over the you know national news. So to my, if I was someone who was like, I need that validation. Yeah. Then you know, killing somebody in my small town, in you know such a, a yeah. gruesome way or something like that, that's going to get the attention of some of these true crime podcasts yep. who are like, you know. You know about Ted Bundy. You know about Charles Manson. You know about them. But you don't know about the person in, you know, West Virginia who killed their, you know, brother or whatever. Yeah. You don't talk. They don't talk about the guys in Chicago who are getting shot every day. Correct. Getting killed there. It's about the people who get their legs chopped off, their heads right. cut off, their head having sex with their heads and stuff like that. Absolutely. That's the people they talk about. Right. So for me, that's the frustration. It's like, why are we pushing these people to the edge? Because yeah. that's what's happening is like. Oh, he did it this way. I can do it much better than him. And that's right. like that's disgusting. Like it is. let's let's romanticize the people who are catching these people. Mm-hmm. Like let's talk about like the like Sherlock Holmes. Like I grew up, I was a huge Sherlock Holmes fan. And like I don't I can't tell you one of the victims na- uh one of the um bad guys bad guys name in Sherlock Holmes. Mariah Moriarty, Professor Moriarty. All right. Yeah, that is <laughs> yeah. true. He's he's the main <laughs> bad guy. Hashtag yeah, nerd. he's the main bad. Yeah. But like my point is it's like you don't uh, that that's the way it should be done. It, yeah. We should talk about the people who did the good things, not the bad things. Yeah, I, yeah, I want to I want to contribute to this too because this is really interesting to me. Because the first, I feel like the first, I like to look at the other perspectives and every like try to get the full picture of everything. Obviously, you can't because you're yeah. you have your blind spots and whatnot. But the first thing people would say is like, "Well, we're not romanticizing the killer. Everybody knows he's bad." But at the same time, I was listening to this. Um, this podcast, uh, what was it? Advertisement. Yeah. And it was like, listen to this true crime pro- podcast. And how were they trying to get the listeners to listen to it? They're giving out some juicy details. Yep. Like this guy was a killer rapist or something, you yeah. know, like sensate. They were sensationalizing the crime. Mm. And that's what this, this Netflix trend has done is all these murderers and serial killers and getting inside the mind. It's all this idea of like, 
ooh, there's this dark spot of human um, that you don't know about. Uh, yeah, that you should look into. And everybody's kind of like, I want to see how bad people can get. Mm-hmm. And like my speech class last year uh, was my spring semester. Many of the speeches were on serial killers, identifying psychopaths. This whole idea that's like, with, it's meta right now with the Netflix and everything. Mm-hmm. is like, what makes somebody want to hurt and destroy other people? What part of this evil is you know, present in our society? And I think you're right that we are intrigued by it on a level that we like I'll watch I'll listen to a true crime show not because I necessarily want to hear the justice mm-hmm. more just because it does it stimulates me it yeah. entertains me in a way that I enjoy mm. and like why people go to horror movies and the weird thing is when people start doing this with true crime it's like there's those small town interviews and there are those people in those small towns that have been severely disrupted and hurt by this. Yeah. And their pain becomes a source of entertainment for a lot of people who don't know them. Absolutely. Yeah. And that probably has a negative effect. Well, and I feel like we should be sponsored by Netflix on this. Another Netflix show that kind of shows what happens when a person romanticizes a uh, serial killer too much, uh, Mindhunters. Yeah. Have you guys seen that? Absolutely. Yeah. So it shows like an FBI agent who just starts becoming so fascinated by a by serial killers that he just wants to become part of their minds and stuff. And at the end of the first season, like it shows him being broken down by one of the serial killers because he he thought he was a friend with him, and he, he realized mm-hmm. I'm friends with a serial killer. What the heck is wrong with my head? And he yeah. just had a mental breakdown. I think this is what people need to see in real life. Is this is what happens when you touch evil? It is that bad. Like, would, like Ooh, I got a good quote. Keep going. I gotta yeah, look yeah. it up. So like uh, again, the the few times I've met some despicable people in my job, it like you feel that presence and it is terrifying because they have no regard for human life. They have no regard for what they did was wrong. Like, Oh, it just seemed okay for me. Like, like their justifications just sickening. And I think that the fact is we are okay with that. It's frustrating because I'll be honest when I, before I was in law enforcement, I used to watch Dexter. I love Dexter. Dexter romanticizes a serial killer. I mean like, Oh, he's doing the right things because he's killing bad guys. No, it he's still killing taking a person's life without without a thought. And mm-hmm. so it for me it kind of all changed once I started seeing that these are people yeah. and like I don't know, it's just we got to be careful nowadays. For sure. Yeah. I agree and you know, I I'd like to say that, you know, I, I don't know what the answer is or anything yeah. like that, but I mean, true crime is a multi-million dollar Oh yeah. Uh, it's not going in- away. industry and and it's not going away. No, I mean Especially us Americans, we love the thrill and we love everything. So when you walk me through how somebody just killed somebody, yeah, I don't know. It's if it, it doesn't feel real, no, you know. And um, I, I have no, I have a fear of being killed. I don't know why. <laughs> I, I think everyone yeah. does. <laughs> so like, I mean, I would literally be on runs and stuff, yeah. or you know, walk job, whatever. Uh, I'm not, I'm not physically fit. Okay. <laughs> However, I did exercise at one point in my life, but um, <laughs> like, I would be like, you know, walking down, uh, you know, a main road yeah. here in Venice and. And like have an eye over my shoulder while listening to like yep. you know these true crime podcasts because I'm like somebody's gonna come yep. out of this ditch right here yep. and kill me and then bury me in the same ditch and nobody's gonna know. Yep. And so, you, you look at all the Netflix. I, I I again we're giving Netflix all this free publicity, but look at the three biggest documentaries they have: Making a Murder, The Staircase, now Don't F with Cats. Like 
they they know that we're in, infatuated with this oh, and yes. it's not going to go away no. but i just wanted to tell people like guard your hearts like yeah. don't don't remember the bad person remember the good person remember the victim whose life was taken so recklessly like let's talk about them let's remember their life in a good way let's forget these scumbags who killed them and took them too soon absolutely cuz the part of you that enjoys don't f with cats and all these others is not necessarily a part that's looking for justice no it might be looking for the sensational the sensationalism of the crime mm-hmm. and that i think you're right i think that is a dangerous uh part of our us mm-hmm. to encourage and foster and entertain and feed because we don't know where exactly that would lead and especially with like all the movies on mental illness you got the joke and everything and it's hard to keep referencing uh cinema but that's, but that's, that's what a huge draws, influence that's what drives our our freaking that's country that's a creepy yeah. thing dude yeah. we are driven by like images being shown to us I, one thing that does frustrate me you bring up joker is like I, I hate all these people who i shouldn't say i hate i dislike that these people are like oh we're so close to living in the world of the joker no we're not like this dystopia david disagrees with me no i just i, I just turned my face this dystopia <laughs> that these people think is going to happen is it's so few and far between like I don't think people understand like like response times of law enforcement and stuff like that. Like n- riots are very few and far between in the United States. The last one we had that was big was in Los Angeles in the eighties. That's literally almost thirty years ago. So let's. Oh, is it more than that? It's forty yeah. years ago. Yeah. yeah. Sheesh. Yeah. Two thousand twenty. So like, we're old. Be careful with what you say. Like, and again, watch your social media. Don't post stuff that you know. I mean, I mean, I hope you guys aren't all serial killers, but probably most of our listeners are serial killers. Let's be real. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Yikes! No, but just be careful with what you guys post. Be smart. Be vigilant. Like if you see something that needs to be brought to the attention of law enforcement, do it. Don't try to push it any further. Let the law enforcement do their jobs. The best you can do is, you know, bring it to their attention. Don't try to make a move on a serial killer, that, a potential serial killer, because you'll probably be the next victim. That's just a smart move in life. That solid, is solid note to that's Jack's yeah. PSA. Yeah. I I do think that it was cool that people were able to utilize this mass yeah. social media platform to stalk a bad guy. It was kind of like the reversal of roles. Yeah, and I, like, I enjoyed the investigation. I'm not gonna it, lie. It was just entertaining the way that it was like done and the yeah. the intricacies of that. I will say that the other day, I think it was like two nights ago, my car was broken into, and somebody stole something. David, was your car locked? No. <laughs> Uh, another PSA, 95% of car burglars are unlocked cars. Lock your car doors. Don't leave your wallet in your car. So but this is what I was 95%, thinking. 95%, David. This is what I was thinking. Those numbers sound made up to me, Jax. <laughs> Fake news. 95. <laughs> but I will say it would not surprise me that I'm in the 95 percentile. I, that's, those are good odds. But I was thinking it'd be cool if I said, hey, my car was broken into on social media, and this is what they did. They tried to buy a bunch of gift cards from Walmart on mm-hmm. the internet because it's non-traceable. And Wait, they, did they actually? Yeah. And so they tried to buy gift cards from Arizona and then a gift card from Target in, like, Minneapolis or something. The point being, I was thinking, if I spread that, and then I was like, hey, share that information. And then a bunch of my friends from South Venice were like, hey, I know a buddy who also said that somebody broke into their car and then tried to use it to buy gift cards from a certain Walmart.com thing. So I'm saying, like, it would be cool to see that kind of... Until they come and kill you because you posted all the information, (laughs) and now they know. I'm a ghost. You'll never find me. You know, I had we have a lot of those uh, Facebook groups around here, and... 
Um, there was actually a one one um, somebody who came and like stole some packages at somebody's door or mm-hmm. whatever. Uh, they had posted it on this page. Hey guys, just beware that this is happening. Some some like their grandmother, the kid who stole the package, was on that group. Oh my gosh! And was like, my grandson just came home with one of these things that you said was stolen. I had no idea how he got it. Ended up the grandson like turned himself in, like all this kind of stuff because yeah. the grandmother was confronting him, and, and it, it was like a huge like Facebook vigilante thing, you know. Yeah. But no, I mean, obviously not. A, it was a package stolen, not a life taken. Yeah, but it was hilarious that you know this is all being brought up, but like yeah. it happens. Yeah. And, you know, kudos to Facebook. Send it's kind of a money. cool outlet to use. And if you think like there's those groups that are probably looking out for each other and stuff, that's a cool part of human nature. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm the, the pessimist of this group right now, but do you guys remember the Reddit, the the Boston bomber issue? I I recall it, yes. Do you remember the Boston how, bomber issue. Like they said, oh, we found this guy. His name's Sonny Tripathi, and uh, he's the Boston bomber. He looks just like him. And uh, it wasn't him. Oh, and they oh, ruined his life. They kinda, ruined yeah. his life. Like, his yes. family is still traumatized. Like, people yes. will come after them. And it's like, just because Reddit was like, this is him, this is him. Right. I, I, go, I follow a lot of Reddit threads, and it's still like, it's like, you don't talk about that. Like, that's, that's the bad, dark times of that Reddit. That is the dangerous side of that, yeah. because you will just destroy somebody's life, and they might be totally not the one you want to yeah. get. All right. I think we, we attacked this pretty well. We, we took a couple tangents, but I, yeah. I like the way we went. Have you guys any follow-up last comments on this? I'd say if it's not something you're into, don't watch it for the entertainment. <laughs> yeah, it's three hours long. There's three separate hour-long segments. <laughs> but, um, yeah, I, I mean, hey, we, we love doing these reviews of yeah. these shows. So if you have a show that you want us to review, send it in. We'd love to and potentially I've, watch I've gotten it. 10 of you asking about The Witcher. Da- we're waiting for David to finish up The Witcher, and we'll do a review of that. I never played the game. I feel like if I played the or game. Or read the books. Or read the books. Do you know but, it was written in Polish? Uh, I want to say something about we The Witcher the just that I thought was Polish. cool. <laughs> I'm Polish. I know no words. You're Polish? Me yeah. neither. Polish yeah. hot dogs. I like hot dogs. <laughs> well, that's a sound bite. <laughs> Got that one. Next week's episode. Cut, wait, wait, what that. were you going to say? Oh, well, I don't want to get into The Witcher, but part of it really fascinated me because I've only watched a couple episodes, but there's like this coven and the, it's like witches. Coven? coven? Coven. And and the interesting thing about the witch coven is it's way more ordered than what you would expect. For And this is what I thought mm-hmm. was interesting because the woman that's in charge of it, you just have to go along with the show and accept this premise. She's like the head witches or whatever you want to call her. And she's training the, the next group of witches in almost like a special forces style mm-hmm. witch boot camp. And the idea behind it is there is chaos in reality and harnessing the power of chaos gives the witches the power. And that just, it touches on some, like, primal levels of human, not, like, primal, but, like, foundational levels of human interaction where there's this chaos, there's this unknown, where I I read, like, these psychology books and they talk about the schizophrenic uh, mind and all these things, like, this breach into our conscious ego of these unconscious ideas and topics that are very powerful and almost deny the laws of physics. And you could see, oh, that's why this witch is teaching these girls this, like, the chaos out there has potential, and they harness it for, I think, bad. I haven't finished the show, but I think the the witches 
probably are the witches are good david they're good ah, dang only it. one of them is bad well that's interesting too that's it, it spoiler makes, spoilers it, holy it, crap yeah it makes sense but like just just that they're incorporating the ideas of chaos and order into the witches mindset is interesting to me because most people they, think they of draw witches. their powers from the chaos yeah yeah and most people think witches like oh they're boiling newt eyes and yeah. putting measles on people no but it's like where where that, do these ideas the come from the witcher witcher the hags are the ones that are like really creepy looking witches are yeah they're more they're called uh sorceresses more right so until david finishes yes we're waiting on david we will not review it (laughs) apparently (laughs) good call but it is fascinating i don't know i thought it was cool it was interesting all right guys that's it we good all right we're gonna finish thank you guys so much for listening be sure to check out all the content on infopilgrims.com from all of us here at the info pilgrims network we say thank you for listening and until next time let's make america think again I'm wearing your cologne